Welcome back to more Real Talk with Big John. Today, taking a example or a page out of Brother Brandon Aiken's book, I'm going to interview him. He's uh, he's did me an honor of interviewing him twice, and it's been humbling. So I've I've asked him to uh, to answer some questions for me. So, uh, Brother Brandon, uh, thank you for coming on, and, and tell me a little bit about yourself. Um, well, I'm, I'm Brandon and, uh, I'm currently the associate and kids pastors at Spirit Life and me and my wife do our over outreach, um, slash discipleship and kids ministry. And, um, so that's what we're doing currently in ministry and, uh, been married for be five years this year to Jenny and we have a two and a half year old named Naomi. <laughs> yes. Uh, Brandon is a very busy man. Who wears many many hats uh, and he he goes to uh, spirit life as he said right down the road from our church it's kind of a sister church uh, what they call the church in the curve yeah and uh, him and his pastor uh, brother Daniel we love them and they've been a, a blessing to us so the conversation that your pastor and I had about uh, about six months ago was uh, in, in looking at the church uh, we were talking about our denomination specifically, and we'll talk about that maybe if we have time. Where do you see the church in America 10 years from now? And in best way you have an explanation, maybe tell me why you see it there. Um, I think unless we get back to Bible theology, I think that the church has had some bad places um, on the foundation of poor theology, uh, American theology versus Bible theology. And, um, and I think that there's just a lot of retraining that the church needs to go through. And a lot of it is Bible training where we need to get back to what the word says and not what I say or, or even my, well, what I think the scriptures are saying. It doesn't matter what I think. It matters what God thinks and what God says. And I think that the the American church is in trouble if we don't if we don't get back to that place. And there's are places in the world um, where the church, the Church of Jesus, is striving. There's revival breaking out, and there are places, even in places you wouldn't think, in Muslim countries, Afghanistan, Amen. in certain places, right. that are this that we can't we can't we can't mentally imagine what it would be like to pastor in those circumstances. We get upset if two of our families don't come to church. Um, you know, we, we get tore up if it rains and now no one may not come to church because it's raining, but there's people, there's, there's, there's things going on in their countries that revival is striving and it's because they are seeking Jesus with everything they have. And I don't know if we see that in our culture as much in the western civilization i don't think we see that as much as much as we um chase after our own self and we and we create we create and worship a jesus that we made up and not mm. the jesus of the bible so that's just my two cents that is a lot to unpack and just so that everybody understands uh brother brandon and i were just recording a podcast on his channel this is very impromptu so everything he just said either was on his heart already or He's very quick on his feet. My guess is the former. Something you said in there that I don't know that I've ever heard anybody else say. Well, you said you need to get back to Bible theology and not American theology. Can, can you tell me what you mean by that? 
So um, not everything that is being taught in pulpits throughout, I'll say the world, but especially in Western civilization, especially in America, um, not everything is taught um, is actually Bible. And there's a lot of things that are caught and taught hmm. where we're not being the example that we want everybody else to be. Um, just a couple that comes off the top of my head is American theology says that American theology says that if uh, once saved, you're always saved. I can live like the devil. I can live like the devil, but as long as I made some kind of confession, made some kind of commitment at some kind of altar at some point in my life, that I'm going to heaven. And I don't have to live a certain way because I've been saved. Once saved, always saved. Where Bible theology says to work out your salvation and feel trembling. Work out. Where I'm still working those things out. Where I'm still walking in those things. Everywhere in the New Testament that talks about salvation. It talks about in present tense, not past tense. So, um, so that's one that comes to my mind. Two, it comes to my mind that in American theology, a lot of us has this mindset that everybody's going to end up in heaven. You know, every time someone dies, we preach how they're in heaven. Yeah. But I'm not convinced everybody's in heaven, and I'm not being a Debbie Downer. I'm this, and, and, and obviously I'm not the gatekeeper of heaven. I don't stand at the gates of heaven every day and say, you in, you're out. I'm not the bouncer. Mm -hmm. uh, God is, and God decides who goes in and out. And, but according to his word, his word gives us standards that he's looking for in us. And obviously we're saved by faith, faith alone, but we're also, there should be a change in us. A lot of times there's a lot of people turning over a new leaf, but not, they're not turning over a new life. Mm. And there's a difference. So uh, now obviously you and I are very similar in our, our theological breakdown. We're, we're ministers in the same, we have the exact same title and the exact same denomination. We would be, um, I would say probably nine-tenths identical in our belief structure. Is that fair? Right, yes. And, and I heard you say that the once saved always saves mentality, you, you consider that an American theology over, over a biblical theology. And there's some of those inside the church who would claim that that is the biblical theology and that American theology differs in that. I suppose my question would be, uh, again, this is the, all this is impromptu. Right. Uh, to someone who was to say that their view of Scripture says that once you're saved, you're always saved, and there's no way that your life should in any way be altered. Well, maybe that's not fair. Maybe that's not fair because are the people who say that also saying that your life shouldn't be changed? Right. See, I, I don't know enough about their theology to maybe ask a, a, an accurate question. So I do know enough about this one, so I'll ask you, would you consider the quote-unquote prosper, prosperity gospel an American theology over a biblical theology, or would you consider that uh, something that is different? And I, and I throw in this category so that I, you know, it was understood. I've thrown in the, the guys like the first one that comes to mind is Olstein. You know, uh, then you're going to have uh, more close to home Stephen Furtick. You know, we're in the same state as Stephen Furtick, and I don't think anybody with uh, any merit at all would consider these two guys prosperity message preachers or, or am I or am I being too harsh um no I mean um there is a such thing or the term 
prosperity preaching or prosperity mm-hmm. theology, whatever you want to call it. And um, is, lot, that, is that biblical? Um, I wouldn't think so. I, I mean, God can bless us in, in finance, but God can bless us in our ways as well. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I don't think just because of what your tax bracket is defies who you are in Christ. Um, that there's more things you can be rich in other things besides dollar bills. Certainly, one of the things that I, I like to say is I'm upfront with everything, so I don't want to, you know, don't want any hidden questions. I, I believe that the the prosperity gospel as is declared in many churches across the, this country, and sadly across the world now, because that has been an American export, is is a false doctrine, yeah. a, a doctrine of demons. Even I mean, when you consider the fact that somebody takes a Bible in their hand and their their beginning of the service is this is my Bible and I believe that I, I can have all the things that God promises me in it. Yeah. Um, they're, they're, they're coming at it from a, 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 a pretty bad angle from the word go. Yeah. You know, I, I think that the, the, the biblical theology, biblical, we're going to call it biblical theology, since you, you coined the term here right now, <laughs> patent pending, is um shouldn't be one that highlights Jesus Christ above everything. Right. Shouldn't it? Yeah. I mean we we boast a lot in our denomination as being spirit filled. Yeah. Some of them go to churches called spirit life. You know. And the Holy Spirit He testifies of Jesus according to the Word of God. Right. So I think our life should be one that testifies of Jesus Christ. Our ministry and everything that we do should always be pointing people to Jesus and their need of Him. And I, I, I usually try to keep these under ten minutes. We just crossed a ten minute mark and <laughs> I know we didn't I know we didn't touch the tip of the iceberg on where the church will be in ten years. But now you said the church will be in trouble in ten years. What do you mean trouble? Are we talking now trouble is our trouble going to be with God, or is our trouble going to be with the government in ten years? Um, if we stay on the path that we're on, it's going to be a trouble with God um, because I'm we'll, say that. we will eventually do whatever the government tells us to do because we don't really have no legion or commitment to God. Mm. We've we've held on to a five hundred three C harder than we've held on to the gospel in some areas, haven't we? Yes. And the the majority of the problem is we take enough we take enough Bible principle and lace it with whatever we want to lace it with to make it sound because I can make anything sound spiritual if you want to. Mm-hmm. Um, especially if you're uneducated. Um, if you don't know about a certain topic and another person knows a lot about that topic, he can he can make you think anything you want to about that topic. The joke goes about mechanics about people putting you need uh um fluid for your lights and your and whatnot and jokes like that blinker fluid yeah blinker fluid there you go (laughs) and so and if a person is uneducated in that stuff they may fall for it yeah so and so the same thing happened in the uh in theology where if i haven't tried to study it i haven't read the scriptures if i don't know who god is then i you can convince me of who god is the the best illustration is Satan, even through Scripture at Jesus. Yeah. So, so that's kind of that's kind of where I'm going with that. So, what I'm hearing to begin with is our lack of biblical knowledge is going to put us in hot water with the Lord. Yes. 
But it's going to make us walk hand in hand with the world. Yes. Now, I've read where Jesus said that you can't love the world and love the Father because these two don't work together, right? Yes. But the, but the recipe for this not to be the case is to get in your word. Am I, I don't want to put words in your mouth. Is that what you're saying? Yes. That individuals ought to know the word of God? Yes. Wow, that's a very novel idea, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. So you're telling me that if I read the word and I focus my life on Jesus and pray that I'll understand the difference between truth and lies. Yes. Hmm. Man, See, that's as solid as foundation as you can live your life, isn't it? See, Jesus talked about how there's a wide gate where many will go and a narrow gate where few will go. Uh, we have come to the part of, uh, of our history to where we will conform to whatever the world wants us to conform to so we can get more people to like us, more people to join us. Um, it should be in the Bible somewhere. Don't be conformed, be transformed. Oh, man. It seems like I've read that a couple times. Um, About the renewing of your mind. And this is why Jesus speaks of a, of a gate that's wide smack open, and there's a narrow gate that's not so wide smack open. And that's why, because it's going to be unpopular. It's, going to be, it's not going to always be fun. It's not always going to be trendy. Uh, but we have gotten this is why we allow sin into the church this is why there's actually churches who have it in their bylaws to say sin is okay that you know that I, I have to accept this person for who they are I have to you know and we even use the word where well, you don't love me there's a difference in love and acceptance and um, that's a different topic for a different day but um, this is why we've allowed those things inside the church because we'll conform to whatever the world wants us to conform to so that we'll be liked, so we'll be accepted, and so that we can get the numbers up. Yeah. Yep, I think you're right. I think that a lot of times the church has been more worried about the numbers in the book and the income in the bank account than they have been about being authentic. Yeah. We need to pray, seek God's face, turn from our wicked ways, I want to thank you, Brother Brandon, for coming on. I know that this was, like I said, we rushed into it. It was real quick, fast, and dirty, as they say. And mm -hmm. I, and I hope that I hope that we didn't gloss over nothing too too grossly. No, sir. I appreciate your uh, your time. I appreciate your ministry too. Yes, sir. Uh, there's you. a there's a there's a lot of work. I don't want to I don't want to brag on on you publicly too much because I, I believe that the Bible speaks that God will God will reward you for the things that, that you've done secretly in, in heaven and uh, but I, I do I appreciate the man you are I appreciate the dad and the husband that you are the minister that you are uh, humbled to know you thank you for taking time this has been Real Talk with Brother Brandon Aiken and I'm Big John thank you